Welcome to I Sell the Sign, a podcast about loving all parts of you the messy, the weird, the stubborn, the airy fairy, and creating a magical, joyful, wonderful, all around, full of miracles life here on earth. I'm Abby Hamble. And I'm Fallon Jay. And we're here to help you stop living life the hard way because all parts of you are welcome here. And we're leaving none of you behind. We, we love, love you. you. Let's get started. Let's get started. Hello, Abby. Oh, hey, Fallon. We're back again. <laughs> always so awkward in the beginning. Just so we always hop on and we talk first and then we hit record and then we pretend on the recording that like we're just seeing each other for the first time as if our listeners can actually see anything right now. Although you will in our clips. Yes, and you will. Yeah. So we're excited today because we have a friend, we have a guest, a really like a special friend and she's an incredible human and spirit. And I'm going to let Abby introduce her, but we're really excited to bring her on to share her expertise on human design. So, yeah. So you've heard us talking about in some of our other podcasts mentioning that we were going to bring on a really amazing human design rock star to tell you all the ways that human design is amazing. And we have her here today. It's Amy Douglas. She's a mindset mentor, human design reader, and she has her own podcast all about human design called Love Human Be Spirit. Amy, welcome. Thank you. So happy to be here with you both. So happy that you're here. So excited to talk about human design. We're uh, kind of obsessed with human design here. You know. <laughs> well, and what I love about Amy, so Abby and I have both had, have had readings from Amy. Um, we spent a girls weekend last year and like hung out and did all the, all the fun, spiritual, juicy things. But what I love about you is that you're genuinely excited to read everybody's chart. Like when people book with you, and I know that you do so much more, like you're such a great mindset coach as well, but like you're genuinely like, oh my gosh, your chart's incredible. I can't wait to like tell you about it. And then it gets the, like, I remember being like, I'm so excited. And then I was so excited to listen to Abby's. And I think like you just have this pure energy around the genuine excitement you have to help people back to their literal design, the way they're meant to move through the world. So I don't know if you want to talk more about how you found it or your love for it and how you've seen it transform clients and in mm -hmm. your family as well, all of that. We're here. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it, doesn't it find us, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's just really kind of what happens anyway. Um, and I resisted it, you know, I was like, oh, another personality, something great, which, you know, I am not saying any, I'm, I, I hold no negative energy toward anything now that is out there that helps us better understand ourselves. I think what had me latch on to this so much was it wasn't speculative, right? I didn't answer any questions based on where I was in my headspace in that moment to then discern what energy type or whatever, you know, acronym that I was. And what I would love for your beautiful listeners to know is that they chose, each and every one of us chose our design. We actively said, okay, so this is when I am going to present myself into the world to match up with what, you know, was happening 90 days before that point. So there's, and there's five different modalities that come together to bring human design into form. But 
I think it feels, di- at least it feels different for me that I chose this. So Fallon, when you were saying, you know, it helps us get back to, it's really what we chose for ourselves. But then you remember we come into the world and we're given this great gift of sight and sound and everything. And so then what we refer to in the human design world is we're conditioned. We're conditioned out of our original design. And I want to believe that nobody does that on purpose. It's kind of just an effect of all the inputs that are available to us. And what I love about design is it's really our roadmap, our blueprint that shows us what we chose for ourselves from the very beginning. And it leads a breadcrumb trail to get us back to that. How empowering is that? Because like, I remember when I found out that I was a 5'1", and I remember texting you and I was like, oh, shit, what do I do with this? Like, this sucks. And people project on me and now. But it also made so much sense. Like, it really made my life make so much sense. But it's so much more empowering to be like, actually, I had the wisdom before I came to decide that this was going to be my path anyways. So now I'm just like you said, the deconditioning of what got in the way of me being in my energy, my Manny Jen, my 5-1 and like really working with it and allowing it. And also, yeah, like having some grief around it or like, you know, pain points around it and like moving through them and shifting my perspective. But I have not heard anybody say that before in the way that you just did. So that's really powerful. Good. Well, and the thing is, too, we talk so much on this podcast about, you know, learning how to tap in, how to listen to your own intuition, how to trust yourself, love all parts of you. And it can be really hard to do that when, like Amy said, we are conditioned in so many ways and we see how so many people do things and we think, oh, I should probably be doing it like she's doing it or like this person's doing it. And instead of kind of following those softer, quieter, intuitive hits, intuitive nudges that you hear within you. And so when you learn your design for me, and I think we've all said this, it's like such a just permission slip to be like, okay, so I can just be who I am, like who I've always thought that I was, and I can do it the way that feels really right to me, even though it looks different than maybe somebody else is doing it. Mm. And and isn't that the gift? I mean, I say, you know, we say this all the time, you know, be yourself because everybody else has already taken mm-hmm. it. And I love um, the passion that you guys share for loving all parts of yourself. And what I love about design is if in fact we chose it, then aren't we meant to love it? Mm-hmm. I love that. It you know? feels right to me. And, you know, when I learned my design and I was, I mean, I was listening to it and I, I listened to everything at a faster speed. Just who I am. <laughs> I remember this about you. <laughs> yeah. And I remember I slowed it down and then I rewound it and rewound it. And I was just like, what? wait, this is the way I've always wanted to be. And this is the way that it always felt right that I was told that it wasn't, you know, and I'm not laying blame anywhere because, you know, we're kind of all like herded cattle of sorts when we come out, you know, like this. And, and I'm witnessing my daughter, you know, going against the grain. My daughter has a new baby and, you know, young mother, and she's going against even how she was conditioned by me and all the other inputs in the world. And I'm, I love that she's challenging, you know, that doesn't feel right. And, you know, that doesn't sit right and not worried about what somebody else will think. We're not meant to worry about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Something I like to remind myself is that like, 
I'm under no illusion that I'm never going to care what other people think. I am absolutely always going to care what other people think. But is that going to be, am I going to let that be my driver or my stopper? Like there's always going to be a version of me, it quiets down as I've gotten older. But I probably, I don't know that I'm ever going to fully let that go, but can I let it go enough to still follow my path? Right. And that's the human, like human design. So I do want to hear what you are. I know what Abby is. I can't remember what you are, Amy, but I just, so we all are for the, cause there's going to be human design people that are like, I want to listen to this episode. So I'm a Manny John 5 1 emotional authority. We're all different, actually. Yeah. Which is fun. I'm a yeah. projector 6 2 and Amy. You're a splenic projector, Abby. That's splenic projector. Yeah. Um, and I am a 3 5 emotional manifester. Yeah. And so Fallon, one thing that I want to say to your comment about always caring about what other people think, part of that is your five line. And the first number in your profile, you're very conscious of, and your five line, you know, is projected upon that you have the solutions. Yeah. And the one line, which you may not be as conscious of, but let's face it, by the time we're past the age of 30, we're pretty aware of who we are or who we're becoming. And so you, you know, you really need to know, feel like you know enough, right? You're constantly battling that. But the five in you has people thinking you have the answer, the solution, right? And so, of course, you're going to be somewhat concerned because there's only two things that are important. And I want you to hear this and take this in because I have a five in my profile too. The first one is, do I have the solution? Do I really have it? Mm -hmm. And then secondly, do I even feel called? Is this, you have this beautiful energy about you that you could answer the call, but if you're not really feeling called to it and you're just using your energy willy-nilly, it won't land. And so then for us, we could be burned at the stake. Mm. Like, so, it, it, so your desire to, it's like keep your finger on the pulse is more for will my message that I share land because I've checked in with those things. Do I in fact have the solution and do I feel called to share that solution? So that to me speaks to that energy a bit too. Yeah. And now I'm crying. Thank you. And that's our emotional. And bit. this is the magic of Amy Douglas. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. And I'm an emotional authority. But yeah, it is. And that would make sense too. Um, as we're getting personal, because I would feel right. Like, so if I'm making it, if I'm going against the call, I could be burned at the stake. There's an actual survival type energy. So that lands. So thank you. Yes. Gosh, man, you are. She is something. <laughs> I mean, I already knew this, but yeah, it's. And you have such a beautiful way to bring it, like bring it back to the foundations and the basics. But like that really speaks to the soul of somebody. Yeah, but make it really personalized. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, there is a lot of information. You can Google human design. You can Google all of the different energy types and and I'll ask you or Amy to talk a little bit more on that. But um, but it's you have to find somebody who really can, like Amy just did with Fallon in like three, three sentences, really like bring it back to the person and who you're really talking to. Because it's all, I mean, all of the information, it will apply, but... But it won't. I don't know. It's like you have to find somebody who will really make it land for you. Um, and so with people who are listening to this, I don't want to assume that everybody knows about human design because it is still I feel like it's become a lot more popular in the last like two, three years. 
but there's still a lot of people who don't know much about it. So can you just tell us kind of the, what are the five energy types and and yep. where actually, if you want to go and like Google what your design is, what is your favorite place to go and just find your design, your quick kind of info? Yeah. So what I want your beautiful listeners to hear is it's truly the science and differentiation. It shows each of us our uniqueness. And while many of us can have similarities, there are so many deep, deep nuances. And isn't that delicious? Like all the way down to our genetic coding, you know, that how deep within us is so unique. And so that's what I love to highlight. And as I shared, there's modalities. You guys can Google this. Um, the five different energy types, I'm going to share it in a baseball analogy because I think it lands. Mm-hmm. And because when you take information and you try to distill it down in a way that it, you know, and like everybody probably gets the gist of it, even if you didn't play the sport. But, you know, there are five different roles, basically, on a baseball field. Guess what? There are five different energy types. So as I shared, I'm the, I'm the manifester. And a manifester is meant to initiate. We also do that a lot by informing. We're really meant to do a lot of that sharing. Um, we kind of have a closed aura, so people can't really see inside what's going on with this. Um, so we're a very, very minority. We're only 8 or 9% of the population. But we're the pitcher of the baseball game. And so if you think about it, our pitch has impact. Right? I am here to understand my impact. That's my role. And so my pitch has impact. If it's a good one, something happens. If a bad one, something happens. If I don't pitch at all, there's impact, right? But I initiate the entire whatever, inning, okay? And then um, somebody, there's a generator and there are roughly 30 some percent of the population and they predominantly, they have a lot of focus and they have a lot of drive and determination. And they're predominantly what we refer to in the base game of baseball as the batter. So they're responding to my pitch. Okay. Manifesting generators, which is what you are, Fallon, is a hybrid of those two. Um, the fastest of all the energy types, we often refer to them as an energizer bunny. They skip steps. And that's and it's beautiful, and they can do multiple. They're built to multitask. Okay, so where the generator has a lot of focus, the manifesting generator says, "I can do all of these things, and I can do them all at once, and I can skip a bunch of steps to get there." And I'm going to show you guys the easier way to do it. And you're not going to probably be able to keep up. That's okay because that's the role I play, and it's really so. They're also meant to respond. There are the other thirty some percent of the population because the generator and the manifesting generator together come together for about seventy percent of the population. So definitely the majority, and we need you guys because you're the builders, you're the doers. But the manifesting generator can bat, can be the infield, can be the outfield, jack of all trades, right? You can respond to all the things that are happening once that pitch has occurred. Okay, Abby as the projector is the beautiful coach, right? Because a projector who's only about twenty percent of the population. Um, is really meant to guide and they see the efficiencies and the improvements. And I've seen that, Abby, ever since I've known. <laughs> Literally before we started the podcast, I'm said, you guide us, Abby, and I'll just, you know. And it's it's just a beautiful opportunity. And you think, you know, you can have good pet coaches and you can have ones that have a totally different energy, but they really do see what's for the benefit for everyone. And it's a beautiful role to hold. And then the reflectors, which is only 1% of that population, those little beautiful unicorns, they're the auditors, right? So they're the umpire really assessing what's going on. And I almost want to say most importantly, um, the fans are the what condition us. 
boo, you know, yay, whatever. Yeah, that bitch sucked. That was fabulous. Run faster. Do this. We're all being having these blown to us all the time. And that's the conditioning that occurs that pulls us out of the alignment for the energetic type that we're meant to be. But we all have a role. And I am a firm believer that if if that's if this is the only thing each and every one of us in this 3D experience could know about themselves, we could stay in our own fucking lane and we would all operate in such a higher vibration instead of each of us trying to think that we have to do what the other is doing. Much like Abby said, we witness things, we compare ourselves, we think we need to do it that way. And in reality, we have a blueprint that shows us exactly how we're meant to do it. Yeah, that is, I've never heard this analogy. I'm like blown away. This is incredible. And you know what I love, like the projectors, so like Abby, is also the reminder, and I have to remind myself of this too often, you know, doing this podcast with her and and just also just as an incredible sister friend, is like yield to her wisdom. Yield to her wisdom because like I'm also intuitive, you're also intuitive, but there is something that the projectors and like, Ab- and you know, specifically Abby in this instance really hold, but it, sometimes like they're quieter. Or they're just, they're more observing, right? Because they're waiting for the invite. Mm-hmm. Man, utilize and, and like ask for that wisdom and then really like listen, like sit back and like receive. And I think we can do that all with each other in a really beautiful way with human design. But I love the like higher vibration if we would just stay in our own lane, which would feel better to all of us anyway. Well, And the other thing I want to say, too, like you were saying, the generators and the manifesting generators make up the majority of the population. So you look at the way that our world is organized, like corporate America working nine to five, you know, or longer. Most people work, you know, 10, 12 hour days. And like me, projector, nah, I'm I'm like max maxed out around like three hours of work a day. And that's what I meant to do. And that's what's always felt aligned to me. And I remember. Like you guys have probably heard me talk about this, but when I worked, you know, a really stressful job and I was working like 12 hour days, I was so burnt out. My body was giving out. I was super sick and it was just rebelling. All of these things that indicated to me, nope, this is not how you're built. This is not how you're meant to be, you know, thriving. And so I remember when I first learned my design and it was like, yeah, you're only really meant to work like in a three hour chunk. And then the rest of the day is just, doing the things that you enjoy. I was like, yes, yes, this, this feels right to me. Thank you. And I will do that from now on. So when, what I love about human design too, and what we're going to get into this more, um, because Abby's wisdom before the call, <laughs> but my daughter's a generator. And so, um, very, yeah, very like she's got it, but it used to bother me that she would answer me in grunts. Oh, oh. And I'm like, baby, use your words. And then I read that generators, that's their, that's how they communicate. And this was like uh, probably a little over a year ago. And so once I realized like, oh no, that's how she's communicating what feels good or doesn't feel good to her. I stopped trying to mold her and use your words. Like, no, actually don't use your words because that's the way that your body is actually using a, a, a word, a sound to let me know and to honor what feels right for her. So, you know, the, and it's important for you guys, the generators and the manifesting generators. And I know I shared this with Abby recently, but to really honor asking more closed-ended questions to each other, 
right? It's at this or this. Do you want to do this or that? Instead of what do you want to do? I mean, that can send you guys in a tailspin because it's, it's, that's, that's too open, right? It's too, it's hard. Yeah. Decisions are hard. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I'd love to hear from Amy a little bit more because I know we've talked about this personally, just your journey with as you've learned your own design, you have two, you know, grown kids now and how you see, you know, how the way you parented when you were younger and now how, as you know, their designs, how you parent them differently and how that's really helped your own family, like evolve. Yes. Yes. So that was epic. Um, I, as I said, I'm an emotional manifester. My daughter, who's my oldest, um, she is an emotional generator. So interestingly enough, I reflect back on energy she had as a little one and no wonder why I was always so exhausted. Anyway, um, and then my second child, my son is also an emotional manifester. And I parented in the same household. They're like two years apart. I parented them very differently. Long before I knew anything about design, um, but I'd held a different space for each of them. And I think we all do that as parents. I, 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 I hope that that happens because each of us are completely individual. And again, we're not, it's not just all for, you know, the same thing for everybody that comes out of the womb. I just, it's not meant to work like that because we're all unique individuals. Now that I understand their design so much better, it helps me understand how to effectively communicate to and with them. And they understand their designs. They understand their partner's designs. They understand, you know, the friction that's possible with those. For me, my journey of learning design just offered such deep acceptance and compassion. When someone before would, I used to use the word trigger. I like the word activate more now, but when somebody activates me, like, I would say, God, they just leave me feeling ridiculous or worthless or not enough. God, but not enoughness is just, it's too rampant in the world. And, you know, nobody makes me feel anything without my permission. I'm fully aware of that. However, now I look at it and I'm like, oh my God, thank you for showing me what could be possible because they're, they're really aligning themselves to their beautiful design. And it's showing, even, even though I don't have that within mine, I chose mine and that's available to me too. I can choose to do that through my deconditioning process. And I love that. And my kid show me that a time. My son, who's, you know, more than half my age, is so much more evolved, is so much more enlightened. Design for him has changed the whole dynamic of how he shows up in the world. And he's having a much higher vibration of his experience in his final year of college in his relationship coming up on four years. His girlfriend's also an emotional manifester. They both have a 6'2 profile. So a lot of similarities, but she has a ton more definition than he has and what that means. And all of those things just have me having, I, I don't feel like I re, I'm so reactive anymore. You know, I used to feel like I was very reactive. And now with me understanding my design, I, my first profile number is a three. I just jump in, just try it out. It's kind of like trial by fire. And it doesn't feel like that to me, but my kiddos don't have that in theirs. And so I can't expect them to do that. And so it just, you know, we, I, I was growing raised, you know, well, this is how I did it. And that's the way you do it. And that never felt right to me. Mm -hmm. And I was, you know, told I was stubborn because I wouldn't do it the way somebody told me to do it, but I'm really meant to test it out for myself. And when you learn those things, 
it's almost like you just do this little happy clap. Like people are, oh, thank God, they're just being who they meant to be, you know? And that's what I love about it. Well, and for all of our listeners who are mothers or, you know, like Fallon is already a very conscious parent, conscious mother, and her daughter is six. Yes, six. Yeah. And for me, um, being pregnant right now and having, you know, embarking on my motherhood journey, it's just so valuable to have this information when they're little and when you can start, you know, parenting them by their design right from the beginning instead of having to go back, you know, and maybe do some deconditioning work from just what you thought and what you knew at the time, which is not is, you know, not good or bad. It's just like we're saying, we all have the conditioning around how we're going to do things. And just what a gift to be able to, and this is something that Amy can do for you and something I've already, <laughs> I've already asked her. I'm like, okay, so once my baby's born, we're going to need a full reading so that I know exactly how I want to parent him in like the best ways, you know, so that he feels seen and heard and just understood right from the beginning. Yes. So it makes me feel very excited. And, you know, I referenced that my daughter recently had her first child and my first grandchild and she was in labor for 28 hours. And so for 27 plus hours, I was under the impression and I'd already shared with them in this whole birthing experience what their beautiful son's energy was going to be like. And then he decided to be born 17 minutes after the last time I'd checked and his type was completely different. His design was completely different. And that's, you know, astrological shifts and all of that that occurs that makes that happen. But it's it's so perfect. Like I literally can speak to the evidence that, you know, my grandson chose his design and the one that I had seen wasn't going to best align with the dynamic in his family. What was the, what was he going, what did you think he was going to be? And then what did he end up being? Yeah. So he was going to be a six, three splenic manifester. And that is a completely different energy. He is a one, three emotional manifesting generator with eight of the nine centers defined where before wow. he was only going to have three. Wow. That's a lot of definition. That is so, oh, different. 17 minutes. Yes. Yes. And So I have done full, like I have built a little digital library for my daughter and her husband with little digestible chunk sizes about things, digestion, how his environment, what it's best meant. That was something that was so critically important for me understanding because there's so many different levels of this, but understanding the environments that we best thrive in. Mm -hmm. And I, all three of my kiddos have a similarity in our design as it relates to our environment. And it's very unsettling for our stuff to be messed with. Like it is for us to literally breathe at a certain level. Like our things have to be in a place and we have to feel good about the place that they're in. And when they were little, you guys, they lived on the second level of the house. They had their bedrooms up there, their own bathroom. And I rarely went up there. I'm not talking when they're three, right? I'm talking like when they they were. What are the, are they mountains? Um. That's not the piece of it. That's that. Oh, okay. It's the way the arrow faces. And oh, so, okay, gotcha. yeah. And plus the fact that our G centers are undefined, but you know that's mm-hmm. a lot of layers here. Sure. And, but I never touched their rooms. I didn't. Even if their rooms were a disaster, I just it was their space. And that's so much because that's what I craved. Because I didn't receive that. You know, 
<laughs> and I'm so glad I did that for them. And then now I witness my daughter doing that in her environment. And then her husband is like, why do we have to have all this shit? And what is all this? And, da, da, da. and then it all comes together. And he's like, oh, I get it. And my son is the same way. He'll change things around until it just fits and feels right. You know, and when you can learn that type of thing, the gift is in knowing their design from such an early age, the theory is, is he will have little to no condition, deconditioning, right? That he'll have to go through. And my kiddos at 22 and 24 that have known their design for a couple of years now have so much less, you know, deconditioning to go through. And in theory, they won't have it going forward because the more that they lean into their design, they are, we're just not as available for the conditioning to happen outside of us because we're so connected with who we are. Yeah. And and, and I think it just builds such a deep trust in yourself because then yeah. it's like your kids now and we all on some level, especially you, Amy, being really in it, but committed to the process of living your design, but you trust yourself so much more. And then you had a chance to see the evidence of what that, what, what manifests from trusting your design. Like you said, going back to the foundation of nothing else, going back the foundations of what's your type like what like what is your energy type and then coming back to that first if you're new and if obviously you're seasoned and i will tell you amy is so seasoned if you want to ever do a reading with her she can go into your gates and like i mean ev like all of the nuances all of the arrows which are their own journey <laughs> just like oh my gosh these four arrows each one means so much, but it gets to be, you know, I think really exciting. Like you said, a way to come back home to yourself, a way to know yourself better, which just that self-trust when brings back in that self-worth that you were talking about. We all feel it. I don't know that any human doesn't feel these moments or big moments of unworthiness. And how have you seen human design in your, your life, your client's lives, your family's life shift that or start to heal that or are ways that you can work in deconditioning the unworthiness. I mean, it goes hand in hand so much because what we do is whenever, you know, I get access to the details of their design, which, you know, is just so delicious for me. And then if I'm already working with them privately in a mindset perspective, I can tie the two together. And, you know, we all love evidence. We all love to see where something comes from. And, you know, if they're um, feeling challenged in relationships and I, they have the design of the partner they're with, I can really help highlight where some of that friction might be coming from, which again, the more that we are aware of that, then we can you know, really actively and deliberately choose from that. If they're struggling with their own self-worth, where that might be in their design and they don't have to, that's the lowest vibe, right? That's kind of that shadowy energy. And so we can do some shadow work from that perspective. If they're feeling you know, lack or scarcity from a monetary perspective, we could talk about all the abundance that's available to them in their design. There's just layers and layers and layers and layers. And so for me in my journey, giving myself deep acceptance for the way that I do show up, the way that I do like to do trial by fire, the way that I, I, I never knew why I felt like people didn't really quote unquote get me. Well, I have a closed aura. You know, I have to let them in. And guess how I let them in? That's by informing. And guess what I was taught as a kiddo? You're too much. You're a motor mouth. Stop talking. Stand down. Yeah. So I was shushed. So of course I didn't want to inform, right? right. I didn't want to tell you what I had going on and what my world was because, you know, it, it was, it would be too much, you know, and that's well, not enoughness. Right. right. And I, I want to say too, like, 
you brought this up, the, you know, working with people and if they are, you know, having any problems in their relationships. One thing that I just did with Amy that my husband and I did because we're recently married, obviously. And I was like, this would be really fun to just do a session where he can better understand my design. I can better understand his so that we can, you know, so if there are things that, you know, little things that frustrate you, you can just, I mean, like with anybody in any relationship, you can just understand it better. You can know how to respond to it better or support them better, knowing what they need. And for one, like, as I was listening to you talk, I was just thinking back to the reading that you did for us and how, you know, Jameson, who is a manifesting generator, me, who is a projector, I mean, he, as you said, because Fallon, also a manifesting generator, meant to be going, 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 doing many things, just multitasking all over the place. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to sit and I'm going to rest and I'll do my work, my three hours of work. And meanwhile, he's like over here, just like, zooming around cleaning then he's like you know doing work and doing something else going snowboarding all the things and and just listening to amy be like yeah and abby you know a lot of times projectors they can be seen as lazy and they're not lazy and i'm like yeah i'm not lazy yeah you're just not (laughs) not meant to work that much no because you have so much else going on, right? Your energy is so much different. That's one of the other things, you know, Fallon, you asked how which my partner is a manifesting generator. And I used to get so frustrated. He would tell me in the morning, like these four or five or six things he was going to do. And then in the end of the day, I'd be like, how'd that go? He didn't do any of those. You know, I'm like, what, what, what the hell did you do? You know, like there was some judgment, right? There was some judgment. Sure. But what he was really doing was only navigate, letting himself navigate to the things that lit him up. And when he started to get frustrated, which is, you know, as you know, the non-self of the, a generator, a manifesting generator, he, he'd drop it, you know, step away. And that's the energy that he's meant to hold. When, you know, if you're in, you know, excited about it and lit up by it, go for it. When you're not, don't. And when you feel the urge to move to the next thing, you're meant to. And so I applaud him now when he is allowing himself to do those things and not let himself ridicule why I didn't finish it. Okay, well, you probably weren't meant to. Yeah. You know but what I find too as a Manny John is because I, I, I get so many like, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, sometimes I actually have a hard time even getting started on one of the ooh-ahs. What advice would you give a Manny John like me who's like, I just can't even seem to like get in because there's all the things. So then I'm like, well, I guess I'll just sit here and scroll some more. And then I'm like, well, that didn't do any, like, that didn't get me any results that I want to do. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, for From that perspective, that pressure to start type of thing, um, make sure it's something that you want to give your energy to. So I heard you say, hey, ping, 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 I'm interested. But I would really want you to check in because remember how we make decisions is our inner authority. And as you referenced, um, you're emotional. So you really have to, I know, I roll my eyes, got it still too. I'm learning to embrace it and love it. And 50% of the population is emotional. So we might as well, you know, we're either, we're either conditioning or being conditioned by <laughs> what's happening. But I really invite you to check in with where you are emotionally because you don't make great decisions, you know, and if you're not clear on it, what you, sh- what your next right step is, you may not have enough information to help you discern it, you know, and make sure you're asking yourself this or that. Not like, oh, oh what do I want to do with my time today? That's too open-ended. It's like, okay, so I have five or six things that I'd like to get accomplished today, this week, whatever. Which am I feeling called to do this or this? And then just check in and see where you feel, you know, from an emotional perspective. 
fucking love you. That feels so, just, just that reminder just fucking feels so good to my body. And that's the other thing too, is this is really meant, this is how your body's meant to navigate. Yes. Yes. Earth. 3D. Yeah. This is the way your literal body. So like when you hear Amy talk on this podcast, if you're experiencing, experiencing sensations in your body, that's exactly what's supposed to be happening, supposed to, right? I'm putting air quotes around it. But that is what will happen naturally because your body's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember. I yeah. remember that that's how it works for me. It is this remembrance, this at a cellular level of like, oh, oh gosh, that's right. Yeah. And what's interesting, you know, I referenced authority, that inner authority, which is how we make decisions. Um, not one person has an authority to make a decision from their mind. Just let, let, that, let that would land everybody. Yeah. Like not that. And that's what we're taught, you guys. We're taught to make logical thought-based approach to yeah. decisions. And that will lead us to a path out of, to our not-self theme, whatever that, is, you know? Yeah. And I just, I'm like getting real fired up over here. I'm like, can we get another one for the people yeah. back? <laughs> because I get real fired up my 41-year-old self. Um, because I remember you saying this on our girls' weekend how much we have celebrated this idea of logic, not that, not that logic doesn't play a role in anything, but, but that really the mind was never meant to figure any of this out. And you actually have another beautiful way that you put it. I think it's just like, a database. Details, all of our experiences, you know, all of our traumas, all of our fear and folds all, all, all of that stuff. And it's just a database. And what happens is, is we've taught ourselves to go up there to make that, you know, searching, 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 you know, <laughs> like this little ball is just spinning. And what you said is the activation within our body is really our messenger for sure. And I just remembered that I didn't answer one of your questions for the beautiful listeners. Um, that one of the free websites to pull up your design, you have to have three pieces of information. You have to have your, uh, you know, your full date of birth. I'm going to make an assumption that you might know that the city and state that you were born in or the country, you know, that type of thing. And then the um, the actual birth time, so the hour and the minute. And that's sometimes a little more challenging, but we can play around with that. And I've gotten people, let me tell you, you can get your birth certificate. I even have clients that are um, have been adopted and they were able to access it. But I love to send people to the free version of my body graph. Mm -hmm. And um, that's that it's it's just the most straightforward. Now it's not going to explain things to you. That's the tricky part, you know. Um, but that's the one I you know always offer up to people to to plug their information in. And I want to also say too, there are these are all there's so much information. First of all, like you're going to learn all of the basic things, but then there are really fun things to learn too. Like for me. I remember learning that like you learn about your digestion, which this is something that can help you with, you know, getting your, you know, getting your health in order and just feeling really good in your body. And when I learned my digestion was closed taste, it was like, oh, you like to eat the same things every day. And I was like, I do love to eat the same thing over and over again. <laughs> like I hate deciding and making different foods. I love eating the same thing for breakfast, same thing for lunch, same thing for dinner. And also eating warm foods and that being really good for my digestion. And I'm like, yeah, I love, like if I had the choice to eat like a cold, crunchy salad or like a big thing of sauteed vegetables, I want the sauteed vegetables all day, except right now being pregnant that has changed right now because baby is influencing my body. <laughs> but normally that's how it is. And I'm like, oh, that makes sense to me. And I like 
thing, you know, warm foods that make me feel cozy. And that is like ideal for my digestion. But you learn little fun tidbits like that, that you wouldn't think you were going to learn from a quote unquote personality test, which is really not what it is at all. Yeah, not at all. I mean, and it goes so much deeper than that. You know, we speak about digestion as it relates to food and how it impacts our body, but it's also how we digest life, mm-hmm. you know? And then like, when you think about it from that perspective, and there's also a perspective variable and there's a motivation variable, there's a, you know, they're just like layers and layers and layers. And it's yeah. so amazing. It is. It's so helpful. Cause like, I know part of my design, I can't remember where this is at, but I'm meant to have a lot of natural light. Like my soul and even in my gene keys, which I mean, it's all related, right? Mm-hmm. Is like your soul literally will feel like it's dying if you don't have a lot of natural light in your home, which I have, but I digest an indirect light. And it's so funny because naturally when I'm going internal or when I'm eating, I, all the lights are off. It's evening, it's twilight. I like, even in the first thing in the morning, like I keep everything real quiet as I'm in my internal digestion, not even necessarily always a food, but also that. And so, yeah, just really allowing yourself. And we purposely did not go into this podcast with this is what human design is and this is how you work with it. And these are the types because it's we we really wanted to bring as as we are the real life experiences and Amy's experiences with her family and her clients um, and her incredible magic. But it really does gift you like things that you're already doing or things that you naturally want to do, but have been told were bad to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's I mean, the acceptance comes in, right? Like the, exactly. that permission slip that you offered, Abby, and it's just like, you know, I I intuitively knew that this is how I I feel best, I operate best, but I all the external stuff told me that that wasn't okay, and now I'm like, I am setting boundaries, and the external stuff can stand down, and I'm going to operate as I'm meant to. Yeah, yeah, and bringing it back to my example earlier of. Your, the reading that you did for Jameson and I, um, I think that if I didn't know being with somebody who is so, who is like one of the most you know, high energy types and being a projector who, I don't know if you said this, Amy, but we don't have access to our own energy. So we're, you know, one of the lowest. And so when I, I think if I hadn't known this, anything about my design before getting into a relationship with somebody who is super high energy, I would make myself feel very shameful about not doing as much as, you know, being as active or, yeah, just being as productive or whatever, you know, as he is or seems to be because of how much energy he has. And and because I know I can be, you know, I can just be totally secure in myself and drop any of that shame or guilt or feelings of not enoughness because I know that that's not what's meant for me, but that's what's meant for him. And we can both accept those things about each other. And I, go ahead. Sorry. I, I want to say too, as a Manny Jen, I've had to really, not had to, I actually really dropped my judgments around people that don't keep up. Like how the, like I could never understand how people couldn't just, you guys, A, B, C, and D just needs to be done. Just do it. And we're going to get it done. It's so easy. Why are you not seeing this? And I was like, oh, because that's just not the way they're designed. And so somebody like, you know, Abby, who's meant to rest more, it offers me somebody that I'm actually still do need a lot of rest. I will say for me, I don't know if that's normal for many times, but I still need my rest and recharge. But now it's like, I, I don't look, or my clients that move slow, I have projector clients too. It's like, no, you re- don't, don't try to do what I'm doing over here. 
you do you. And that's perfect. We need you. That's actually how we need you to show up. So it drop, it helps me drop the judgments of others. Yes. As well as myself, but also mostly others. So much so. Yes. And I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up. From Abby, your perspective and Jameson with the differences in your designs, he may be putting physical output that you can have little check marks for productivity, but nobody can see what's going on within you, the mental, you know, energy that you're using to hone your craft, to create those efficiencies that, you know, really um, empower yourself to witness the wisdom that you have available that when you're invited, you'll share. And that takes a lot of energy, which is what you're meant to do outside of the physical output of how you share your gifts and talents. The other thing that's really different between the two energy types that you guys hold that I shared with you is Jameson as a manifesting generator. Generators are the same as well, are meant to, are here to understand themselves. So they can, you know, from the outside looking in, our external conditioning would tell us that that's selfish and that did did it narcissistic or whatever. All of those words can go away because if you're doing that, you're meant to, if you're in one of those energy types, you're here to understand yourself, which means you're hyper-focused on yourself. Where Abby is a projector, she's, it has this beautiful penetrating aura where she's poking into the other, even when she doesn't want to. Probably like that's when you hermit, right? Like, oh, everybody. But you're here to understand the other. And look at how polarizingly different that could be in a relationship. You're like, oh, you understand you and I understand you. Well, what about me? <laughs> right for you, you know? And so just to be really aware of that, the good thing is, is that Abby that I know knows herself. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's and that's what I see so much out of projectors, which empowers them to share that great wisdom because they've taken the time to learn about themselves. Well, and I will say with when it comes to the work stuff or the productivity, I remember when I was working in corporate, I would come in, I would get so much done in my three hours, my three like hour chunk of work where everyone else is just kind of, you know, fucking around all day, just shuffling papers, making calls. And I would come in and be like, bing, bing, boom, got all my stuff done, got my full day of work done in three hours. And now I'm done. Yes. And so and that's it. And I witnessed that with you when you were still in that role, you know, and you were just like, I, I feel like I've got everything I need to get done and not holding on to this. Well, I, what am I going to fill my other five, six, seven, eight? You're <laughs> right. Nope. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. So I do want to ask you to share a little bit more for like if there's a reflector that's listening because I feel like so much of human design we talk about you know like those of us that are here and I I recently met a reflector in person and I was like oh my gosh they're so rare yeah I just wanted to like her but I was like oh and so she had just gotten introduced to human design and she was like I hate everything like I am so I I just you know and anyway so I feel like what can you leave? Because I don't know much about reflectors because it's not, I usually just read about like, right? Like my daughter's an emotional generator. I, I read about who is around me and um, I would love for somebody to receive some any wisdom and gifts so these reflectors don't feel left out because they're such a small percentage of the population. They really are. And they are just such magical little unicorns. Um, they, so what makes them so different than the rest of us is when any of you beautiful humans decide to dig into this and you look at the body graph, none of their nine centers, which are the shapes that are within the chart are colored in. 
And so what that means is, is that all of their centers are what we refer to as unfined or, you know, even in some instances, probably open. Now they still have activations. So when a, when a center is defined, you have the clear, consistent energy flowing to and through what the energy that center holds. So for them, what is so magical about them is they are to practice unattachment. They are really meant to have surprise and delight in their day every day because they're doing what we refer to as sampling. So it's kind of like that chameleon. Oh, does this environment, do these people, does this project, how does this feel to me? What have I learned? And then they get the opportunity when they detach, that's a huge thing. They get to just literally shake it off because they're not meant, they're not going to have that same experience the next day. They're going to have another one. And then they have this beautiful wisdom to reflect back to us what they experienced. And it's a way for us to see inside our glass that we can't see because they're having the experience as us in that environment, in that container. And that's why they're referred to in the baseball game as the auditor, right? That The, the umpire, because they're having a reflection of what they're witnessing in the experience, which is so different than all of us out there, you know, literally having what feels like an active role in the experience. Theirs is more of a reflection of it, which is just so cool. Really cool. And they're only 1%. So they, it is very rare to find them. And, you know, I think it's important that reflectors, you know, really, really, I mean, that's why so many times reflectors, if they're wanting to learn their design, there's so many different offerings out there that it's free to them because they are so rare and how important it is for them to understand that so they can learn how to empty out and not carry and not be attached and not think, well, why can't I do that consistently when my partner can? They're not meant to you know, and they really need their alone time to allow themselves to empty out. Our one reflector in, um, I did a human design uh, reader training uh, retreat in Costa Rica that was quite magical. And of the 35 of us, we actually had one reflector. And because we all understood design so much, we would ask, like when we came to lunch or for breakfast or something like that, if, if she wanted company, like you honor that respect because our energy is just coming right into her aura, you know, because she's so open. And so if she needed time to just protect herself, we all honored it. Really cool. That's really beautiful. And if you are listening and you are confused by hearing about all of the energy types or the centers or the types and, you know, profile lines, gates, all of those things, Amy has a really great podcast that we mentioned in the, the beginning called Love Human Be Spirit. Um, we're also going to drop the link because now I'm sure everybody listening is like, I'm going to need a reading from Amy. And so I would agree that you do need a reading from Amy. And yeah. so we will drop her her website so that you can all run and do that immediately. <laughs> I love um, do you have any following or any follow-up questions, Fallon, or should we wrap up? I can't think of anything. This was really... This was really incredible. Thank you so much for coming today. Genuinely, and I always love to see your face and haven't gotten to see it for a while as you've been navigating becoming a grandmother and all these really exciting things. Um, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with that you feel? I think that it just goes hand in hand with, you know, the space that you guys hold so much in the energy of what you do inside and outside this podcast, specifically that essence of loving all of our parts and leaving none of them behind. I think this is a beautiful road and pathway back to that, you know, is learning your design. And, you know, the podcast that I'm a co-host to, we are not teachy and preachy. 
but very much not this energy of this is this and this is this. Now we have some that we go into detail about and you can see that. But what we really try to do is help our listeners understand and navigate their design through our lived experiences. We're meant to share our lived experiences so that you can see how this could impact your life. And that's why, I mean, we have 55 episodes out there for you to dig into. So amazing. And I do have one more question. When you're working with clients, I know that you do, you know, one such like an actual reading, but do you also take clients where you coach them and they can come back to you for human, like, okay, I need to tap back in. This is what's happening in my life. How do I utilize? So to really integrate that process, because they're, Like you said, there's a lot of conditioning that we're deconditioning from. Yes. You get a bunch of resources from me when we actually do the reading to help you integrate. I actually even invite you to, you know, experiment with some things. It feels really good to me, though, when we can circle back after you had some time to digest and integrate for then to us to, you know, really work on what what we get to decondition from so that you can come back to your full you know, worthy whole self. And that's, I love being able to do that piece of it. It, it, you know, it kind of feels transactional when I only get to do the one, you know, cause I want to help, especially because I'm so passionate about their design. I want them to be too. And the way we do that is to stay connected, to really help them, you know, hold that passion until they can hold it for themselves. Yeah. I love that. Cause, and I also want to remind our listeners and even ourselves that like, this really is a journey and the more we can continue to walk with somebody on this journey where we're never meant to do this alone. Mm-hmm. So like, let yourself walk longer with somebody, with a mentor, with a guide, with a human, human design, like let yourself walk longer so that you can integrate because it's the integration. It's that's who we become. Mm-hmm. So it's exciting to do one sessions and I highly recommend them. And in anything you do, give yourself the opportunity to actually have the journey for the integration, for the transformation. So, I mean, isn't that how it sustains? You know, that's really how it, it becomes our new autopilot because typically the autopilot we're operating from is not for our highest good. Yeah, I love, well, that's a good way to put it. Well, and, you know, once you have one reading, you're going to want another one. Once you get Amy in your life, you're not going to want to let her go. Let's just be honest. So it, that is really true too. Like, I mean, it's, Amy's really, yeah. You're just really incredible and you have such a magical energy and you have such an, ex- like you get so excited about who somebody is that then that- We get really excited We get about excited it. about who we are. We're like, God, I am amazing. God, yes, so oh my funny. gosh. Yeah. So you just, and it's such a genuine, pure excitement that allows us to get excited about us. And sometimes life pulls us from that, being excited about who we are. And you really infuse that back into people. And so- yeah. Thank you for coming today and sharing your magic and your wisdom and your gifts. And um, I'm excited for people to listen to this. I feel Me so too. blessed. You guys are just such beautiful humans. Thank you for sharing all the goodness that how I feel about what I do. I feel like you guys captured the essence of that beautifully. Amazing. Well, Amy, we love you. Fallon, I love you, of course. And our listeners, we love you. We love you. And we'll see you next week. Next week. Thank you, ladies. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you loved this episode, write us a review and let us know. See you next week. And until then, here's to loving all parts of you. And leaving none of you behind.